chemtrail, apocalyptic hieroglyph. Try to riff, wind up stiff, find a spliff, smoke it. Light the fire, turn it high, burn the wire, work for high. Your desire, dire stakes, get broken. Colonize, gentrify, do or die, simplify, simplify, sympathy. Call them all symphony. Cold chilling, top billing, body count, cop killing, super villain rivalry, mighty arch nemesis. March from the genesis to the omega. Hit the bodega, arm, lega, lega. Shine like Vega, black hole, supernova, super lover, Casanova, golden era terror, golden child wildin', reservoir canine, clans from the highland, syndicate assassin, heartbeats bionic, ancient masonic, sons of mantronic, the calling is coming. Yo, what is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Cask and Crow, the only show where you won't serve a life sentence for joining the murder. I'm your host, Lord Drew. And I'm Matty Biz. The song, the intro song that you just heard this week and last week is called The Culling by my boy, our brother Everlast, man. So straight shout out to Ev. Yeah, you gotta love a lot of his music, man. He's yes, sir. Unsung hero, you know? For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so, <laughs> like I always say back down here in the 1853 Media Studio, um, Super Bowl was last Sunday, Busy. It was, it was. I enjoyed the game, you know. Uh, had, I mean, it's the second time that uh, one of the teams had home team advantage. Yeah. And they actually yeah. said that they are going to be implementing, implementing some new rules to make it so that never happens again. What do you mean? That that it can't be one of the teams that, that, that are in it to actually have <laughs> home field advantage. No, like, I, I, think, I think part of that was a complete troll on the Dallas Cowboys, man. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> They were saying that they're going to implement this rule and make it so that it will solely be at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium oh, because yeah. they're never going to be in the Super Bowl. No, that was a joke. I heard they are trying to figure I out mean, something. I mean, I I don't know if it's possible if they can actually make that happen. I mean, the, no, because it's randomly, not randomly, but it's basically kind of picked at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they know where they're going to have the big game. They had it at MetLife Stadium a few years back, and the Giants were nowhere near, or, 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 or the Jets were nowhere near making it. Well, it's only the second time in the history that they've that they've had that, and I'm pretty sure last yeah. year was the first. Yeah. So, you know. Everyone's talking about the halftime show. How'd you feel about it? Uh, you know what? L- l- listen, it was good. <clears throat> Everyone's been saying, and, and it's true that it was a celebration of hip-hop, and, you know, uh, I know that, that rubbed a lot of the older people the wrong way, I guess, but it was a great show. You know, they, they, they put on a good performance. Yeah. Um, I, li- I liked it, you know. I, on. I, I, I grew uh, up with that music. I grew up with all of them. Sure. You know? I nailed the uh, prediction as far as uh, last week I said I thought M was going to bring out 50 Cent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that again, that, that was and like, how he did not? But you I not? was off on the Tupac hologram thing. But it wasn't, you know, like that, that wasn't me. That was the internet. That said that. Yeah. Then the internet, I was just relaying the message. The internet always goes like, you know, way yeah. too far on everything. It's got to be true. It's on the internet, though. You know? <laughs> Unfortunately, way too many people actually believe that, though. Way, <laughs> way too, too many, many people. In this society right now, there's a lot of people who do. Remember we took that poll, too? Where do you, uh, where do you get your news from? Oh, yeah. And, uh, no, I took the poll. And it was, a, <laughs> it was a lot on people said social media, you know? I feel like that's still the case right now, still. It, like, it is, because, I mean... Heavily. 
I mean, you see all these things. Half of it is like, you know, either something that's shared from your friends or like, you know, it's, it's a paid advertisement. If you mm-hmm. ever see paid advertisement against something and it's a news article, yeah, yeah just keep scrolling. Just keep fishy, scrolling. It, it, it's, it's clickbait for the most part. Let me start this episode off proper with our shout out. Shout out to the Sunday Shoot. Those are our 1853 media brethren. You want to hear more sports and things like that. Follow them on social media at TSS Wrestling. They go live on the Instagram all the time, man. So you can catch them there. Of course, the official Get Us Drunk sponsor of the Cask and Crow show, Misguided Spirits. Follow them at Drink Misguided, the Brooklyn Firefight, located at 7003 3rd Avenue in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Stop by, grab a pint, a pint, tell them Cask and Crow sent you. And of course, our friends at Lockyard, located at 9221 5th Avenue. You can follow both those places at Brooklyn Firefly on social media and at Lockyard on social media. We actually have a food item on the menu at Lockyard. It's called the murder dog it's delicious go by grab it tell them that we sent you over there as well of course our merch store biz give it to them is caskandcrow.com yes just go there if you want a t-shirt you want a hoodie you want you want a mug got plenty of things there go check it out yes and if you play Fortnite or know someone that does or have a kid that plays Fortnite or, or Rocket, Rocket League. League right you can use our support a creator code we are epic game sponsored so use our support a creator code it's cask and crow c-a-s-k-a-n-d-c-r-o-w after you purchase something it doesn't cost you anything you're already spending yeah, Those V-Bucks. Yeah, it's not like it's costing you anything extra. It's free to support us during that. So there, that goes, Biz. And as always, follow us on social media and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever yeah. podcasting um, you know system you listen to. Yeah, drop a, drop a review. It does help more than you guys know. It really does help. It doesn't cost you anything. It takes a couple seconds, and it really helps us out with the algorithm. Exactly. <laughs> what is the algorithm? We have yet to figure this out, but I promise when we do figure out what the algorithm is, <laughs> we will let you guys know, too. We'll share the wealth, man. For 20%. <laughs> so I was talking to the kid. During dinner, my oldest, and she, we we were talking about she was going to see a movie, whatever the case may be, so we were chatting about what she was going to see, and she mentioned that she had recently walked out of the movie Dune. Okay. She walked out of the movie, like... I, I haven't watched it, and I, I never even watched the original, so for me, like, right. even though it's... It's also like, based on a book, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, it was like, you know, okay, I'm going to skip this. And even though I love like, you know, post-apocalyptic and sci-fi and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. people running around the desert just didn't really like appeal to me. So I didn't bother. She said it was so terrible that she walked out. She just was lost. She didn't get it at all. And she knew it was based on books and whatever the case may be, but she kind of went in there with like an open mind. Like maybe I'll see some cool sci-fi shit. Yeah. And she said it was so terrible that she walked out and it made me think of shit. Have I ever walked out of a, of of a film, and yeah, there was one. Have you? There was, dude. There was one movie that it was so bad, it was so terrible that I that I literally left the theater midway through. That it was, there was, it was so bad that there was paying for the tickets didn't matter. There was more possibility to have fun if you left. If I left the theater, wow, okay. then it would be to sit there, and I was with a couple of people too. Sit there. Uh, it was year one by. Um, oh, that was a Jack Black film. Jack right? Black, Michael Cera was in it. Yeah. It came out in two thousand and nine. That's definitely not something I was going to ever pay money for. Absolute shit. 
That, that it was, was so bad. I don't know why. You know why? I was I was just gonna say I don't I don't know why I went to go see it, but I went to go see it because Jack Black. Okay. Okay, but at the same time, like eh. I, I, I like Jack Black. I know a lot of people either you love him or you hate him, but I, you know, I think he's funny and I like him. There's not much in between with him, unfortunately. No, it's you love or you hate, right? Yeah, exactly. And I still like Jack Black, even though that movie was dog water, but I still liked it. Well, every actor's had a bad movie. It doesn't matter for sure. But that's the only movie I've ever walked out of, dude. See, I, I've never walked out of a movie. I've been with people who who went with me and walked out. Um, and believe it or not, that Wait, was... Wait, what do you mean? They You had stayed and they left? Uh, yeah, it was, it was me. That's pretty crazy. It, it was actually me, my friend Dennis, and then my sister and my brother-in-law. And... <laughs> okay. We got the... It was it was the first Lord of the Rings movie, right? So... Wow. We went there and, you know, I guess we didn't get there in time, like, to get good seats. So the only seats that were available were in the first row. Oh, okay. Okay, and you had like you that's know, rough, like, dude. Like literally, I had I had to like scooch down on the seat, like you know where I'm, that is I'm, rough. It was it was it was very uncomfortable. It was I, very uncomfortable. I, I watched because of it. I watched the Dark Knight uh, Rises. Um, no, I'm sorry. I watched the Dark Knight in not the very first row, but like three row or two or three rows in because I it was just like opening weekend or some yeah. type of shit like that and I was barely able to we went with a big group and we were all scattered out of like the movie theater. like it was kind of one of those random things where the place was wherever we can grab a seat we grabbed a seat yeah I gotcha and that's like a two hour movie I think it was more like two and a half right possibly right no it's, I think it's two and a half and my neck I, I couldn't enjoy it at all I could barely see it because I, I went to see so that. I know what you mean I went to see that as well and I'll tell you, I've never walked out of a movie, but I'm almost ashamed to say that I fell asleep during that movie. I fell asleep during really? the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. That's it, crazy. How it the took fuck a did while, you do that? It took a while to, for it to build up, and yeah, I just fell asleep. And oh, it's man. And it's funny because like a week later, I'm at, uh, I'm at a friend's house, and they had like a great bootleg of it. And so like, you know, everyone's like, oh, you got to watch this movie. Come on. And they put it on. And I'm like rolling my eyes like, oh, this was terrible. And then sitting there drinking a couple of beers on the couch, much more comfortable and stuff like right, that. Right, right. I loved it. But, but it was a boot, though. It was. A, and, and I enjoyed it more than actually being in the theater. Remember bootleg movies, dude? I do. I do. I mean, you don't. You Damn, don't, it's, I haven't even thought about that. You, you, you don't see, like, you know, the people walking around, like, you know, two oh, to five anymore. All like, the time. You know, we used to get that, that, that you go to a bar or something or just walk down, like, you know, one of the main streets. All the time. They would come in the bars all the time. And then, and yeah, I mean, I, it, it completely constrained. What happened to those people? I'm what do you think say, they moved on to? Because they have to be doing something else. Like, what are they peddling I, now? Because you, I mean, like, what do you think they were peddling before it was bootleg DVDs? Porn. <laughs> Porno, like bootleg porn well, movies. Well, the only reason, or like, I, I'm making a, I'm making a joke, but at the no, same, no, I'm being time, serious. Is that, is you think that's what it was? At the same time, there were plenty of times I've been at a bar or something like that, and like you know, they go up to every group of people, yeah, and and like you know, most people wave them away or buy a movie, or DVD, two. DVD, yeah. And I, I just remember this one time in particular, this guy that was like sitting right next to our group, who's just like. Oh, you know, you got some boom boom. Yeah, and yeah. Like you know, the, <laughs> and, and, and like literally, she went into like a whole different pocket of her bag and pulled out all these movies. I was just like, oh shit! Like I didn't all know the that boom boom, man. Oh, but 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 that go, is funny. 
Going back to uh, a little tidbit of when I went to go see the Lord, the Lord of the Rings, and my brother-in-law okay. and sister walked out because it was just uncomfortable. You know, so me, me and Dennis stayed for the whole movie. Another two and a half hour movie, right? Yeah, that's a long one, dude. Lord of the Rings movies are long, yes. all of them. But yes, and and the first the one first one drags a little is bit. It's hefty, yeah. You know, it drags a little bit because, sure. you know, you're introduced to all these people and blah, 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 blah. And for anyone who's seen the movie or hasn't seen the movie, it ends... Not on a cliffhanger. Right. It, it ends basically nowhere. Nothing is resolved. Yeah. Nothing is anything. It's facts, though. And I just remember when it cut to, like, the credits, this one guy was so upset. He was just, he screamed, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, you know, half, half the people there laughed. A bunch of people clapped. And then, like, yeah. you know, the people that loved it was just, like, giving them dirty looks. All but, they do is walk in those movies. Even yes. the trees walked in yes. those movies. That's yes. a Clerks 2 joke, by the way. Y yes, it is. You <laughs> But I mean, I, I remember leaving that and I'm like, you're pissed off. My neck is going to hurt for like three days. And it did. It literally did. Did you ever buy one of the, like the Boom Boom videos off the fucking bootleg DVD guy? No, it's called the internet. You, you don't well, need that I mean, anymore. <laughs> this, is back, this is back in the day. I remember back in the day they used to sell those tapes in the convenience stores. Do you, do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. When, when they actually had magazines and stuff like right, that. You right, know? right. If you guys are from New York or a major city, they have like corner stores or bodegas or optimo stores, as Whatever we call them call in the them. city, right? Whatever the case. And they used to have like a little section in the back beyond the beer where they used to sell dirty magazines and boom, boom videos I, on I, the wall. They were on the wall, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember. A and R's right up the block. I used I, to have them. I remember being like fourteen, trying to buy my first one. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember a few of my friends used to run up in these stores uh, and grab the boom boom tapes and the and the, and the nudie magazines off the walls, man. They, they used to get chased by the guy behind the counter. Oh no, I legit bought mine. Like you know, and the guy's looking well, at me. He was like. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. You got money? Put it in a bag. You know, you Five sell that shit. That's funny, man. What do you, like, what do you think would, like, so you see the transition from, like, the bootlegs. What do you think's going to, like, you don't see much of that anymore. No, no the bootlegs are I out there. No, no, I'm not talking about just bootleg moves. I'm talking about in general. Like, you don't see much people doing, like, any panhandling anymore, right? I mean, I don't go into Manhattan very, no, like, people, very often at all. People ask for money all the time. I see that like all the time. I, um, yeah, I and, see that, but and, and I don't see like any side hustles really so much anymore. Like I've, selling the DVDs or selling the bags or selling the hats on the street. Like no, that, that that's still okay. Not the DVDs. I haven't seen that in a hell of a long time. Years. I don't even think they make. Do they even make um, DVDs anymore? Uh, they do, but I mean, it's 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 like it's like getting a cassette when they're selling the CDs already. Or I not, saw or some shit recently that's. Uh, that I saw this article saying that if you have an original Star Wars VHS, you you need to go find it because it could be worth a lot of money. Did you see um, something like that they, on the they, internet this week? I haven't seen that one, but I have seen like original Disney movies like The Lion King, Cinderella, like, you know, Dumbo. Yeah, I you, have a bunch of those, man. Like if you have those in those big plastic cases yes, that they used yes. to come in, those people like collect. Like that's actually like well, that's pretty item. cool. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think you're gonna make like ten thousand dollars. No, of I it. mean the ones we have aren't like they're not sealed still. They're not factory no, with the cellophane. It, and no, shit. no, but but even opened, you really you can still make like mm. you know pe people want them. You know. Well, 
And speaking of of, of getting uh, things that are worth money on sealed, um, there's been a treasure trove of video games that were actually found recently. What do you mean treasure trove? What, um, I don't know what that means. So so ba- basically, it, somebody's been hoarding this. I think it was actually someone that like you know bought like a closed down like uh, video game store or something like that like ten years ago or whatever like that. Okay. And he's just been like holding this stuff in his garage or some storage. Unit or something like that. Where do people find this shit? Well, uh, apparently it was some current video game store. Like, you know, some customer just came in with a sealed copy of Mortal Kombat 2. Like Sega Genesis or I was going to say, Sega? Yeah, it was one of those. Like, all these, it was Sega Saturn, SNES, Sega Genesis. Like, you know, it was like that, that like, you know, generation of stuff. Yeah. And he had a bunch of, a bunch of them that were not opened. And there's, like, a video going around social media where he's just, like, opening up, like, you know, big bins and, like, you know, five copies of something unopened. And and just to to give, like, you know, a little idea of what some of this stuff can sell for. Recently, a unopened Turtles in Time sold for $38,000. An unopened Final Fantasy VIII sold for $36,000. Yeah, hold on. I mean, first of all... Turtles in Time is my all-time favorite Super Nintendo game. I've probably said this on Cask and Crow before. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's my all-time favorite Super Nintendo game, Turtles in Time. Um, I have it in box, but oh, it's, yes, but it's not sealed. No, well, listen, it doesn't matter even if it's sealed. When it's something vintage like that, as long as, like, the box is in good condition, people are still willing to, to pay for The box is in decent condition. I'm not selling it. It's I mean, not... It's you wouldn't not, get thirty eight thousand for it. But, no, you know, hell no. But you could probably still get a couple of grand, maybe. It's not my. It's not. See, the thing is here is is why it's kind of messed up because it's not the game is my game from back in the day. That's my original game. But the yeah, box, that's the one you played. I had went and bought the box again ah. years years prior, like years ago. Even now, like I'm talking probably over ten years ago. And just to have the box and put the game inside the box, but it, I like I never bought one of those box protectors, you know. I gotcha. So someone has a sealed factory sealed man. That's dude. Like as a collector of just random miscellaneous shit. Like I collect sneakers. I collect comics. Right. So there's some things like I collect little things here and there. And so do you, right? Biz, oh, yeah. like, obviously, right? Comics basically would probably I, be. At one point in my life, I went back trying to buy. Generation One Transformers, and I had a huge collection. But so yo, a lot of money isn't that it. isn't that such like a collector's wet dream almost? Like kind in of. a sense, like going and finding these bins and bins of just regular, like digging through the dollar bins in your local comic book shop and finding a Deadpool one or first appearance of somebody. You're like, people still do this shit. Honestly, it's never here in New York, though. It's, like, never, ever here in New York City. No, 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 listen. Actually, people do this all the time, but instead of, like, going to... We don't have thrift shops, like... Well, well there's a couple here or there, but you're not finding collectibles. You're, you're getting clothes or, like, some plates or something like that. But, yeah, yeah, maybe. But what a lot of people do, I have some friends that do this. Um, one of my friends, Eric, uh, goes, not constantly, but, you know, especially during the summer when they have a lot of, like, garage sales and stuff like that. He goes all over. He goes all over and he finds stuff and he flips it and sometimes Eric he gets, actually finds shit though. 
He does. He uh, does pretty good at that. Uh, so does my friend Charlie. Um, I've gone on like one or okay. two, one or two like you know uh, garage sales or estate sales with him, like you know, hoping mm-hmm. to find something. And unfortunately, he, like it's none of those things that you hear. Like, oh, I spent fifty dollars on these nineteen seventies, like you know, comic books or like you know something like that. It's never that. No, like you know, or like I have actually seen some stuff like that, like an original Star Wars one. You know, looks like it's in mint condition. It, but it, but the guy the guy was asking like ridiculous price for it. Like, yeah, dude, you, it's not even worth that much. You it know? always boggles my mind, dude. Like how like who like who prices these things? Thirty eight thousand dollars for a mint in box turtles in time. Like and what I like, did, did like did the article say what else he found? Like I, I like I know you mentioned Final Fantasy, but um, there was also like Mortal Kombat's. Um, you'd have to go through the videos. There were so many. There were Sonics up there. Were there like, systems you know. like inbox no, no, systems? No, it was all it was all just games. At least from the video that I seen. Yeah, that's crazy though. Still, but, still, man. Listen, it, it's it's amazing things to find. But uh, as far as like what you were just saying of who prices these things, some people just hold on to things for a long time, asking for top dollar, um, and waiting for that sucker. And Comic Con is one of those places um, for sure, definitely. Um, what was it? You were I okay? We went to Comic Con this year, but I went both days. I think you only went the one, right? I went one day. Yeah, so, I couldn't do. I, I I just can't do both, man. So I went um, I went Sunday too, and I'm hanging out with my friend my friend Shermie and Eric, you know, and um, he meets up with like you know another one of his friends and that guy's friend, and he wanted like his opinion. He had just bought the first appearance of Thanos. Okay. And, like, you know, he wanted to know if he got a good price for it. How much did he pay? So he traded in, I forget who the first appearance was. He traded in the first appearance of somebody else, um, somewhat of a big book. I forget who it was, though. Mm-hmm. And that was valued at, like, 150 just for that. And then he said that he spent something like 600 on top of that. Mm. And I'm like, okay, that that that's... Wow. I'm like, that's pricey, but I'm like, all right, first appearance of Thanos. I haven't looked that up in a while. It probably... You know, probably is somewhere around there. That's insane. Um, so like you know, Eric's taking a look at the condition, and like you know, I'm like right over his shoulder, like taking a look, and the book's in great condition. So I'm like, all yeah. right. But then I go look up at the corner where you see the price, like you know, the original cover price, and it wasn't an American book. It was in. Oh it was in Pence. no! He, yeah. So this guy and and for, oh, for those of you, man, home, you guys don't know. That's no bueno, yeah, dude. If, if, if basically anything that didn't come out, like because most comic books are American, like you know that's was where it like the uh, Canadian version of some type it, it was, of shit it was, like that. It was in Pence. It was a Spanish version. Oh no, and man! So, they got that dude so, bad. Yeah, really bad. Like oh. that. That was more like a hundred dollar book. And because it was just first appearance of Thanos and the guy just I feel, didn't I know. I just felt that, dude. So so if people that at home hard. who don't know much about like comics and aren't like really a collector, basically if it is not an American book, it's real the value goes down tremendously. Yeah. Tremendously. That is crazy. And, dude. and it's and it's just like I, I Kept it to myself because I I didn't know the guy at no, all. No, you don't want to be that dude, man. And, and e- even Eric, you know that's not worth e- anything, e- right? E- even Eric was just like, oh, yo, know, yeah. He was just like, yeah, it's it's a nice book, man. There's no real damage, like you know, the uh. spine's nice. And then like you know, he was still talking to them, and, and like you know, I walked I walked away with my friend Shermie for a second, and I told her I was just like, yeah, that guy just got ripped off majorly, and she's like, what do you mean? And I told him, I told her. And then, like, after, like, the guys walked away and we went back to Eric, you know, she brought it up. She was just like, did 
did she, was that right? Was that was that like you know a foreign book? And he was just like, I didn't have the heart to tell him. Yeah, you I can't. Didn't have because you don't want to be that guy. That's you, a jerk off. Like you don't want to be a jerk off. Because at 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 the same time, okay, you tell him. He's going to go right back to that guy. And that guy's just going to tell him, yeah, you beat, dude. All sales final. Yeah. You know, like he literally just made his weekend off of oh that. Oh, my God. That's and, rough. So, like, for, for people at home, if you are a collector, especially if you're just starting to get into it, particularly with comic books, you have to look out. There are certain things you need to know. Foreign, foreign books being one of them. Reprints being another one. A lot of people will buy a book that they think is an original. But, no, this is a reprint that came out 20 years later. But you know, I, well, there is kind of a reprint type of deal that's going on right now. That's actually pretty cool, though. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. right. The uh, JLA reprint that's going on right now. It, it's the the JLA versus Avengers. Yes, is, is being reprinted in a limited run, seven thousand. And oh, it's, it's, oh, there's only seven thousand being made. Only seven thousand yeah, being made. Yeah, nowadays, guys, that's pretty limited. Then, well, when you think this is now worldwide, and you're talking both Justice League. And Avengers, you know, that it's a pretty popular book at the moment. And I'm sure it's not going to be a $5 book. You know what I'm saying? No, it's uh, retailing for 30 bucks now. Okay. okay. Which is six times the amount of what... What it started as, cover price. Of what it normally would cost. But there's, but there's something special. Like, uh, the artist, whatever, George Perez is going through, he's yeah. basically terminally ill. Yes, yes. He is in hospice right you know? now. Um, so, and he is co-creator of so many characters and artists for so many characters. And he's so many people's favorite artists. He was just, he drew, he brought so much life into these characters. He was, he, I, you know, my favorite thing about him was he, all of his colors and everything was so vibrant off the page. Like when he would yeah. draw characters, I've mentioned this past episodes of cask and crow where he would take these characters that had like kind of like the corniest costumes and kind of make them look semi-cool because of the colors yep. and the flair. Flair is a good word, right? It is, it the flair that he would use uh, when redesigning these characters or bringing his own likeliness into these characters. And he's been doing it for a very, very long time, man. He basically drew and inked my childhood growing up. And prior to me, I mean, because I a was reading people, older yeah. books, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm an 80s baby, uh, but I was raised in the 90s, and I was still reading books from the early 80s and mid to late 80s, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, it's a big thing for me seeing him being terminally ill. And he did so much for the comic book industry industry in general, right? Didn't he, uh, you were just telling me before we went on air, he, uh, what did he do, Biz? What's it called? Well, well okay, so the whole proceeds and why they're doing this. Um, why is, it's a $30 book. Yes, yes, yes let's um, get to that. So the proceeds are actually going towards the Hero Initiative, which is... George Perez is a founder, and the right. whole the whole concept of it is that it's it's there to help the older um, creators, artists, writers that worked in the comic book industry. Because um, we talked about it before, a lot of these guys they got screwed over with like you know the way the industry was. Oh they, yeah, they, huge names, man. Yeah, like uh, I mean, you know, you put Stan aside, but you got you know you got people like Jack Kirby and all these. Uh, Probably Neil Adams, you know, like I, yep. like I can't even imagine what what uh, he was getting paid per page back in the day. I um, mean, it wasn't much, dude. You uh, know, honestly, okay. So back in the day, like I, I want to say that at first, like when when the industry first started with Superman's back in the day, people were getting paid fifty dollars a page. 
Now, don't get me wrong. That's decent money for, for back then. For yeah, for then. But yeah. you the would 60s th- and- you would think that uh, you know Jim Stalin, who created um, Thanos, Th- yeah, yeah, created Thanos, mm-hmm. who's one of the biggest villains in the Marvel you know universe right now. Yeah, do you know that he only got paid fifteen hundred dollars? them using Thanos in the movies? Yeah, and so what George did was he started this foundation where it was kind of like a charitable thing where... You're struggling, you're older. Right, right. You're not getting what you're due. Yeah, and there's no way that you can. You can try and sue, but you're just not going to win. You right. get a little something, but it's 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 petty change compared and you, to... you might be sick or fall on hard times, and the Heroes Initiative would be there to... Um, Trying to help you help. out in these and times, it's you know? Basically, to put it in layman's terms or terms where you guys might be able to understand, it's kind of like the hero's benefit uh, as far yeah. as, like, you know, like, um, help a hero or, like, wounded warrior type of deal. Yes, yes or exactly. Like, uh, houses for heroes and shit like that where, where, you know, they help, like, our veterans and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's for comic book creators right biz like yes, that's uh, basically the, exactly the, what it's for the artists and writers you know yeah, the, that's and, and you just, know i'm sure some editors and like you know other people who are in there that i'm sure anyone re- I'm much, sh- right you know? anyone related but it's just what's what's really cool about it is the fact that a founder the fa- like one of the founders of this now needs it and you know it's it's sad obviously but yeah it's um, actually really sad it, it is but at the same time i just saw a picture of him uh he himself posted on his social media or his team, whoever runs his social media, uh, him in hospice, but like still smiling, still, still oh, very yeah. vibrant as, uh, as the characters that he used to paint and draw. He was smiling and just happy to be, uh, able to speak to people. I, still, I, I, you I, know? Actually, I actually read that, uh, as well. And in that picture, the caption of it was that his longtime barber actually just came by to the hospice huh. and gave him That's a great. haircut and a buzz, you know, and he was just like, I'm, I'm so glad to, you know, at least be able to, uh, to look and feel good, even though we're in this situation. And, know, yeah. and, and for people at home, uh, please realize I actually read uh, an update. Like, you know, he's not immediately going to succumb, but like he's staying there because of complications. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, uh, it was put out that he was terminally ill. And it's uh, it's so unfortunate, man. Uh, but uh, that's the reason why they're doing this JLA Avengers joint and putting that thirty dollar price tag on it and making it a limited run too. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's gonna be limited, like you said, seven thousand. It's gonna be exclusive. It's not gonna be easy to get, but it's a thirty dollar price tag and the cover is really really dope. Yeah. And you know what, for, for, for those of you scalpers out there, the people who are just trying to flip something. Oh, you know, you know what? Let, this is not, don't do this, man. Don't go don't buy do five this. copies, you know, and then try and let, let somebody who's actually going enjoy it buy it. Yeah, you know? right. And because the money is going to George. So it's, it's going to the initiative that he started and it's going to be going towards anything that can help him and his family right now. So it's like, don't be a bag of shit, man. And you know what? Just if, don't do it, bro. If you do, if you do buy five copies and flip four of them, be a stand-up person and maybe take some of the proceeds of what you made and actually donate to you the see, initiative. That's actually a great I mean, like, yo, that's actually pretty sick. If you want to go ahead and do something like that and you want to upsell it and you want to make whatever, 
and you want to sell them for, because there's only 7,000 people like myself who really want this or like biz might not have a chance to get it because we don't do the bots. I'm, you know, yeah. we're not going to be camping outside of fucking thing like that. I'm going to go in my, in my local comic shop. Uh, it drops in March. So I'm going to go there next month or within a couple weeks and try to get it. Um, but if you do that and you want to upsell it, take the profits that you made and donate it to at least some of them, man. Like at least that be charity, at least man. be stand up. You that know? would be cool. It would. It would be honestly. I, I wouldn't even be mad at someone doing that. Um, That's some Batman shit if you did that. Yeah, because you got. I always like to say that, and, and also realize as as he just mentioned, this is going to be a limited run. So, when you get seven thousand copies, how much is each individual store really going to get? They might get ten. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Get talk yeah. about there's going to be something worldwide or at least half the world. You how know many times I mean? have you went to go buy? Um, like a last issue of something like that at your local comic shop and they limit you to one. Like that's how you know it's a limited run. Like when, when I went to buy the last just issue. a really popular book, yeah. Right. When I went to buy the last issue of The Walking Dead, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, was a, it was a double issue, so it was extra thick, right? And um, Oh, yeah. They, my local comic shop guy, only he, he was like, yo, Drew, you can only get one. <coughs> and I, I really wanted two. But it's not because I was going to fucking upset. I, no, I don't it's do read that. one, keep one sealed. Exactly. It's read one and keep one on ice for my collection. I get that. A lot of people do that, actually. And I wasn't able to get two. I have double issues of... I have the whole. I have basically the whole run of The Walking Dead. I have double issues everywhere with that whole run. But not that one. I have one. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, there's another, like, kind of scam. Like, you know, if you're, if you're a local store, is kind of kind of crap. Oh, you'll know this right away. If you go in there, and the book just came out this week, but they don't have it on the shelves, and it's behind the counter for $100, you know that they're just trying to upsell you. That's yeah. it. They're, they're, Walk they're out of that trying, store. Yeah, just do it right away. Because I, I hear, because I'm a part of a lot of, lot of different groups. Walk right like out of that. that shit, man. And I've never personally dealt with this. I've gone to Midtown Comics and other stores, local stores, multiple times in my life. Midtown usually does the right thing. U- usually. Um, but they're very, like, you know, they're busy, though. I would always go with the same day it comes yeah, out. Corporate. And I yeah. never missed an issue. If, I, if it was something I collected, I was always able to get it. Did you have a pull list at uh, Midtown? Were you ever one of those uh, reservists? No, I was when I was younger. but I, I, I thought you might have been, for sure. No, because, you know what? They sometimes miss stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I oh, was never a reservist. I haven't been here in two months. Where's Where's last month's issue of this? That's hot right now. And then all of a sudden, you're not finding it anywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can't really do that. I would always just go. I was lucky enough that, like, you know, for a long time, I, I literally worked right across the street. Yeah, so you would go all the time, yeah. I would go I on my lunch break. Literally, it would just be like, ah, let me grab some food and stop by and pick up, like, you know, whatever books I wanted that week. Yeah, you would come back into Hollywood Video when we worked, uh, and yeah, you would right. show me all the comics that you picked up for the week. That's right. Or for the month, whatever it was. At great, great times, but, you know, unfortunately, it starts getting way too expensive. <laughs> Did you hear that... Um, that Robert Pattinson had to change his voice for the Batman. Speaking of Batman stuff, I uh, mentioned Batman prior to, and, and I feel like this is just a really good way to get into it. I, I actually did did read about this today, actually. How do you feel about, because it's taken me back, kind of. Okay, so I actually read, I read the article. It's a red flag, and it's I'm, I'm scared, man. Well, no, it, it I'm get, so scared lately. It, it gets worse. Like, you read it, do you know, you know what, he had, what he was originally trying to do? I didn't read the article because I didn't okay. want spoilers, or I, I didn't want things. No, I get that. I read it, though, and they didn't spoil anything except for what was going on. Okay. And so 
according to him, you know, he's, he's watched all the old Batman movies and he was just like, you know, everybody who does Batman always has this, this rough, gruff voice, like I'm Batman, like, you know, and he was just like, I don't want to do that. You know, I want to be a little something different. So I'm going to whisper. Yeah, no, I'm Batman. And yeah, I, I'm really glad someone sat down with him and said, no, don't do this because I'm sorry. That would just solidify you're a sparkly vampire to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm so glad that someone convinced him to do otherwise. I at least hope that he was able to come up with a decent voice for it. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, his uh, his co-star, Jeffrey Wright, who plays Commissioner Gordon or Lieutenant Gordon ah, okay. at that point. At uh, he's point. Yeah, he's not made commissioner yet. It's still, you know, it takes place in his, uh, he's only a couple of years into the whole Batman gig, uh, said, quote unquote, he, he's uh, fierce and ferocious. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. I don't know uh, how to exactly take that and what kind of context I should kind of take that in. Fierce and ferocious. I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird one. I mean, I guess that's the what trailer has been. Yo, dude, be. the, dude, the trailer has been good. A lot of people are hyped about this. Like my cousin Phil is ecstatic about this. Like really, yeah. He, I mean, but he's a big Batman fan, you know. But he is also a big Robert Pattinson fan. Oh, didn't he know that. He says he's a he's a phenomenal actor. He's got so many different sides of him as an actor. He loves the kid. Uh, he thinks it's going to be phenomenal, and he thinks he's just like he's like the casting is so great, and he he's like all in on this type of shit. Okay. But he's he's been all in on anything Batman forever. I get it. I mean, so pun so, intended. So we are so it's, like at the same time. Yes, but. I'm all in. I'm going to watch it, and I, but I'm still. I've been using this term a lot lately, cautiously optimistic. Like I'm on the fence about a lot of shit. You can't take a beloved character. And make so many incarnations of this character over the last few years. It's like, what? I, so, but like, I hear the constant chitter and the constant banter on the internet through fanboys and fangirls constantly talking about shit like this. And they're like, oh, what if we get um, a Robin? And what if they do Jason Todd? And what if they introduce Tim Drake? And it's like, yo, when are we ever going to get a Batman that runs long enough to do some storylines like this. You see, I, I remember we got into this like a, a couple of months ago and I, I threw it out there and I still believe that this is what I'd rather see at this point. Instead of them rebooting and just rehashing the same shit over and over and over again. Can we just recast the actor and just continue on with the old stories? Yeah, but you know what? Do you dude? have to kill every villain? Do you have to make right. Batman break at the end of it all? Like, you know? I feel like the only the only place where it's getting better and consistent is with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Like, it's kind of getting to the point where something just came out recently where he said he wanted to take a little bit of like a break before shooting Spider-Man 4, and that's fine. He wants to be a human being. He, you know, he wants to, whatever he wants to do in his love life and uh, in, in his personal life as Maybe a Maybe he just wants to as stop a human, talking with, a, with, with an American accent. For a little while, right? <laughs> um, but we've gotten pretty close to building some type of, not just trilogy, because we got the trilogy, building some type of, uh, all right, now we got, he's our Spider-Man right now, right? You know, so it's like, it's not going to change after years. two. It's not going to change after two. We got three. We got three with Toby, but then that shit went south. Uh, this is not going anywhere. But do we, is this finally the Batman that we get? 
is this Pattinson going to be, or is this going to be a one he's and done type enough. of deal? He's young enough. It depends on how, if people liked it or not, but like, even, even if they don't guys just stick with the fucking story and keep going with it. There's so many different stories you can do. I don't want to see the fans want a death in the family. Yes. But in order to get that, I'm sorry, Biz, but in order to get a death in the family, you have to introduce motherfucking Robin, bro. And not just the second Robin, not just Jason Todd. You have to introduce a Robin. Sorry, if, if there's going to be a Robin, it has it has to be Dick Grayson. It's got, so exactly. You got to introduce Dick, baby. You got to oh, introduce Dick. Yeah. At least give him one movie and then make him Nightwing in the next. You know what I'm saying? That's something. fine. Give him something. I'm fine where, with that. Whatever. And then you can build on bringing in a second Robin and having the Joker. But it's one of these things where it's like, it's nonstop a rotation. It's a nonstop yep. spinning door. The turnstile. Yes. And please stop killing the villains in every movie. Let them get away. They can get away. Happens all the time. Get them to jail. They it's can kind break of, out. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say the Punisher and what they got going on in the Netflix shows there are kind of doing it the right way. You know, I feel like it's just leaning towards the betterness because Charlie Cox showing up in the new Spider-Man was really like a solidifying open door policy, meaning like they're introducing these characters because I just read some shit the other day that, um, of course, if you guys didn't know, I don't know if you know, Biz, but they're taking the uh, Marvel oh. shows off of Netflix come March 1st. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we talked about it last week. I don't remember we brought it up. Uh, but but yeah, they if are. we didn't and you guys don't know, they're taking all of those Marvel shows off of Netflix. So if you haven't got a chance to watch them, binge them over the last couple of weeks because... They're awesome uh, for the most part, especially Daredevil. And the Punishers were pretty good too. Uh, so watch those. But the reason why I bring up the Punishers is because apparently there's talks of Johnny Berthnall doing another Punisher show, but it's not going to be on Disney+. Plus. It's going to go to Hulu. Yeah, that, that automatically Which, irks me a little bit. You but know? At first, it bothered me. But then when I brought it up to you pre-show tonight, you were like, well... Disney owns Hulu, and I forgot my wife had told me that during the week, too. Yeah, they, they own the majority share. Not complete, but right. they own the majority. I mean, they own everything, but, like, yeah. so now Disney owns Hulu. So what I, what, what I feel like they're going to do is, it's said in this article that I read, it's not going to Disney Plus, the Punisher specifically, because it's too violent, and they don't have a 18-plus yeah. segment of Disney Plus yet. Which they talked about doing in this article. They talk about the future being you're going to have Disney Plus and then you're going to have Disney Plus adult. But like that, okay, to, to, to a Which certain brings extent, on so many different ideas. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> the adult version, uh, Disney XXX. What are we going to do here? I think I seen that Pocahontas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I think it was called Pocahontas, though. Yeah, what are um, we going to do? But, but, but like, okay, I mean... I get it to a point like it's Disney. It's supposed to be like geared towards kids for the most part. I get that. But at the same time, they have a whole Star Wars section where they're murdering people left and right. Yeah, but they don't. All right. See, but the thing is there differently is that they don't. They're not using real time weapons and like 
Yeah. I know, but they're shooting lasers at each other, and there's never really any blood. They're, and they're, they're cutting people's arms and heads off with lightsabers, you know. Yeah, but is any blood squirting out of that person? Not, you know, not, like not really. And and I actually the I, Punisher is using real weapons that exist in this world today. This, this is this is true, and I actually do know for a fact that like something that uh, allows allows a show or a movie to to not be an R rated is that you can kill people but they can't be human. You can kill as many as many aliens as you want because they're not real. It's so funny you know that I'm you said that because yo, check this out. When I was a kid and I was a young one, I was allowed to play Halo or whatever the case may be, but I mean, not really me specifically cuz I mean, whatever, I was able to play whatever I really wanted to, but I, um I remember like with my son, like my wife being like yeah, he can't play Call of Duty right now, but like, he could, he, he, you know, he could rock some Halo. And think about it, Halo is not uh, eight. It might be a sixteen plus or a fourteen I mean, plus. If you really break it down and an slice M. that pie, it's a first person shooter game. The weapons don't really exist. They're heavily based on real weapons. But he's shooting aliens. Yeah, the exactly. blood is green or blue sometimes. So, so therefore you're allowed to get away for it, uh, get away with it. And it's, it's not crazy. An, and it's not an M. But if you try and play a battlefield or a COD, right, it's eighteen plus. Right, and think about it. They even had this shit when we were younger in the early '90s with uh, Mortal Kombat. Do you remember going into the options and being able to change the blood to green? Back yeah, in the day, yeah, something. I mean, I remember. I think the original one didn't even really have any blood. No, it was like the, a little like. Sp- no, the thing. the original Mortal Kombat always pushed that barrier where it was over the top fatalities and oh yeah, all yeah. the time. But Street Fighter, for example, didn't have any blood. Perfect at all. And again, that that was. In everyone's home, whereas Mortal Kombat was having like you know protests and shit they like were that. having pro they were stomping Petitions, you know they were stomping out the cartridges outside. People were really really upset about this shit. But it's a great it's you know it's a great topic of conversation it, because why why can I have like you were just saying why can I have the Punisher on Disney but I can have Star Wars and things like that and you know it makes sense what I said. It it does it does and it, it's a little crazy when you actually try and think of like the logic of it but you know if it makes someone feel better I guess you know but 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 also bringing up another thing like what you just said people stomping out like you know the cartridges do you um, remember that I vividly remember that yeah and like you know there's been a bunch of things like that people buying like you know a comic or a book to rip it or burn it or like you know there's been multiple protests like this it hell, happened with music hell, all the time they were stomping out NWA they were stomping yeah. out Eminem yeah, yeah, Ice Cube things. Snoop Dogg all these but, people they were stomping them out but your logic doesn't make any sense because you bought it you bought it. You supported right. them. You're pro. Yeah, you're protesting, but you you just supported them by buying it. Yeah, I think that's where most buying, of the people buying stood. it to break <laughs> it, and then you go buy another one to break it at the next protest. The next day, like, like you're you're. I mean, if I was them, I'd be like, you can keep doing that. Go ahead, go ahead, because you got to buy another one. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna spend more money on it than five five Shit, ten. Shit, I would sign them. Yeah, right? <laughs> I would sign those copies. You want me to sign them? I'll sign them for you. No, it's just it's it's the breakdown of logic though. Like what you're thinking makes no sense at the end of it. You know what I mean? It's crazy. I mean What if aliens come down tomorrow and like, you know, now they're part of, of our society? Does that mean like, you know, halos and mass effects and stuff like this where you kill aliens left and right? Like Doom. Do, do they get banned? I mean, I don't know. Do they get a mature rating? Like 
the logic isn't there. Not Why? Really. How come? How come it's always aliens coming down to take over the planet? Well, in every movie, you never see a, a fucking movie where it's aliens are coming down to enlighten us, man. It's always aliens coming down to destroy us. Well, I guess it. Independence Day, Men in Black, right? There's bad aliens. Uh, War of the Worlds. What else off the top of the dome that we um, got? Hell. Drawing a blank because you just put me on the spot. Um, well, aliens. <laughs> alien, right, right. Predator, right? All this. Like, they're bad. When are they going to have the aliens who come down like, yo, you people don't deserve this planet anymore. You're going to fuck it up. Here's what you have to do to not die. Do, do, do you want to know why? <laughs> Here's what you got to do. You're going to die in 50 years. Your planet is going to implode in 50 years. Here's the recipe to make sure that doesn't happen. Do you want? Do you want to know why people would still shoot that? it? <laughs> yes, exactly. Motherfuckers because, would still shoot that yes. poor helpless life. <laughs> yes, and, and that's why because they can't make that movie because they can't make the humans the bad guys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the aliens can't be the heroes. It's such a weird thing, dude. Like if you if you really think about it, like how we just started with like the video games and all that type of shit. It's a and and I'm guilty of it myself. I, you know, you can play the Halo. But you need to wait a little while before you play the Battlefield or the Call of Duty. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. Play Fortnite. That's a little different. It's all cartoon anyway. Like, you know. It's, you know, it's, why is that the case? Plus, there's no blood in Fortnite. Would, I mean, would I be like a Magneto <laughs> of, like, like. Maybe. It's so, it's so crazy. Like, you know how he was like, the humans are bad, like whatever, like yeah. how the X-Men kind of took that whole stance and flipped it yeah. instead of, you know, the aliens coming down to the earth and whatever. Magneto was kind of like, these people want to kill you. We're the superior race type of deal. It's funny. That's honestly, that's kind of one of the reasons I always uh, gravitated to, to the X-Men because, you know, it gets into a lot of social real life shit. Bro, you know, 100 percent. Even with uh, the Avengers, that there were plenty of people that that hashtag Thanos was right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that that even made it into the Hawkeye show. I don't know if you, if you are caught up on that or I anything. Did. Yeah. But you know, people were writing it there, and like it kind of like there was some logic to it. You know, there was there was posters in the new Spider Man movie too. Something about Thanos was right, hanging in the background, and Spider Man's a murderer in the background and shit like that. But I mean, Spider Man never killed anyway. Like that was his whole thing, right? So. Kind of like I'm Batman. Trying to actually think. He's never purposely killed, at least not to my knowledge. But that was also like one of my favorite things about the X-Men as a kid. And I felt like I was always kind of enlightened kind of because I kind of knew that they were speaking on social social issues. Oh, yeah. It's straight racism but they've been talking about. Exactly. Since the 60s, and you know? that's and that's so genius to me because they were able to paint a picture where everyone could understand this type of shit. Yes. I mean, it wasn't just the vibrant colors and the amazing art and the really, really cool special uh, characters and yeah. powers that these people had. It was social injustice that they were talking about, which was always really cool to me. And I feel like the more I read X-Men as a kid, 
it was always different to me than a Batman or Spider-Man. Spider-Man you could relate to because he was like an everyday person superhero. He had everyday normal problems, right? Girls. uh, Couldn't pay his rent. Rent and pimples and whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? uh, Batman was a little bit different, but you can can relate to him and the fact that- the trauma and justice, right? So, but then you had X-Men who you couldn't really relate to these people one-on-one because who the fuck has adamantium claws that come out of their knuckles and can heal really, really fast and can, whatever the case, and turn into steel and things or can bend and uh, change steel and manipulate weather. But it was constant airing in the background, just lingering in the background of the X-Men series as a whole. And you could tell me if I'm wrong because you're the X-Men guy here. It was constantly lingering. It was it was humans all, versus mutants. Yes, which breaks down to um basically racism, okay? And they mm-hmm. they brought up like Magneto's original stories. He was a kid in the Holocaust, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you know, one of the things unfortunately it took a while for them to actually introduce any people of color in there. Um but again, yeah. um they were still trying to get the point of cross that, like, you know, just because someone's different doesn't mean that, you know, you can just be like this. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's not good across the board, bro. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't be doing this. And obviously, if you continue to do this, there's going to be some type of uprival. People going to fight back. People are not going to like it. And that's where you get the Brotherhood of Mutants, and that's that's where you get the humans and things like that. And then there's also going to be people who... Who like the, the X Men who want to make sure Everything. we all coexist together? Yeah. Which is, you know, I don't know. It's like one of those things when when you're nine, ten years old, and you're reading this type of shit, you don't really see it, but something when, resonates. And when you get a little older and you start actually thinking about it, like mm-hmm. you know, it, you already have the thing. But no, but this is wrong. Like you that's know what, what I'm, I'm saying. saying. Something resonates in you that you don't know consciously. It's subconscious. You're like. It's, while you're reading it, you, 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 you know, you like, at least for me, it was kind of like, I just want to see how Wolverine can fight Magneto or how Professor X is going to get Wolverine to come back or how terrible of a leader Cyclops is, you know, but like, I just kind of, you know, but subconsciously you're just kind of like, something's wrong here. Like, and then you get older and you read them back or you continue to read, you like, and you understand this is what they've been fucking talking yeah. about. Yeah. And the funny thing is... So now I grew up a way where I didn't like prejudice. I didn't like being prejudiced. To, yeah, yeah, no, of course. You know, like, I didn't like when someone was not treated the same way. And is it because of comics? I mean, that's fucking... That's well, a big thing to say. Well, like that's, I'm, I'm going to say it's because you're not a bag of shit. But, you know, at the same... Well, yeah, take, and how take, I was raised taking, and shit like that. Taking right. one of your favorite sayings here. Bag of shit? Yes. Yeah, I love that term. Um, but but just in general, There's like, you so know... so much bag of people who are bags of shit. <laughs> I also like the term fuckery. Fuckery is also good. It's better than shenanigans. Okay, so what were you going to say? Um, you're taking the fuckery. <laughs> ah, fuck, you just made me lose lose point here. Um, Sorry, buddy. Hell. Oh, um, so there you he, go. here's the funny thing. Um, you know, X-Men's one of the biggest franchises in the last, you know, 20, well, 40 years. But you realize that I guess because it was so political back then that they actually stopped printing after uh, issue 65 and just started reprinting. Like, Re- yes. What do you mean? Um, after issue, I want to say 65. Maybe I'm off a little by a couple Wasn't of Wasn't 64 issues. the first juggernaut? 
I think no, that was definitely earlier. It was definitely um, earlier, right? So what I think that might have been Sauron. I think. Oh, okay. So um, that's where that's where that number sticks into yeah. my head. So I think it's actually more like seventy-two, where where they cut it off and stopped making new issues, and then for the next twenty issues, they just reprinted old issues. So I guess it wasn't popular enough at the time in the seventies mm. mm-hmm. to to you know basically keep paying people to make new stuff. I feel like in the seventies people started to get the gist of things. Like they started to get like, yeah, it's not cool to f- fucking treat someone different. Peace and love. You know what I'm saying? Like here, smoke this shit. Yeah. We can all have fun. You yeah. know what I mean? Like exactly. So maybe that's why the sales were going down. But I, and, I don't know. And then I mean, could, I wasn't alive, but so and, and then and then they came out. Um, you know some. Some guys, uh, you know, decided that they were going to uh, create a new group of X-Men. And we're going to make them more diverse to make it a little bit more like hit on point. And that's where you get that's where you get the new team of X-Men. You get Storm Mm -hmm. from Africa. You get you get Colossus from Russia. Mm -hmm. You get Nightcrawler, who's blue, but he's from Germany. I love Um, it. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite characters, by the way, Thunderbird, a Native American. You know, Mm -hmm. that they went through. Was it Jubilee in that? No, that wasn't until much, much later. Much, much later. But she was Asian, yeah. right? Yes. So, I mean. Um, so, but, but they never really, like, got into that too much. Like, you know. I always thought that she was Asian American or, or no, that's some exactly type what of, she was. Like, of she's Asian, Asian descent. But, but American born. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she, yeah, She was yeah. a mall rat. She was a mall rat. Right, right, right. Um, but, like, you know, they, they came out with this new, new group of X-Men and... It launched off like you know some of the best stories that they ever came out. It with. was like the fucking UN over there for a little while. It was, and if you actually look at all the new characters since then that they've made, there's usually been a lot of diversity. It's not always just the white guy. And if it was a white guy, like you get a gambit, you know, no, he's uh-huh. he's, he's from like he's Cajun, he's Creole, or he's yeah, something yeah. like that. They mm-hmm. introduced Bishop. You know, it was always they, something. Different. They even wrote his dialogue different, man. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so cool is because you read these characters before the animated series in the in the nineties and and before the movies in the two thousands, you had to make up what they sounded like in your head. Yeah, and sometimes you know maybe you don't really understand what an accent of somebody from here sounds like or from there sounds like. You know, you wouldn't if you're from Brooklyn and never been outside as a kid. You know, you don't fucking know. Yeah, you know? And, and if you did know, especially back in the '90s or '80s or something like that, it was some some stereotypical thing you've seen in a movie. Right. You exactly. Know but like, they wrote him different. They wrote Gambit different. He spoke differently. Yes. Yes. Him he did. and Rogue both spoke gave, differently. Gave that Southern accent, which I'm not really sure if anyone really ever talked like that. I but, always, you know. I always got it. When I read them, because Gambit's one of my favorite characters. He might be my yep. favorite X-Men. So, uh, like I always say, it's always a toss-up between him and Nightcrawler. Uh, and, of course, Logan. So, there's always, like, those top three. But Gambit might take the reins. And I've always read him differently when I was reading him. I always read him with an act. I, yeah. Even before... But, but the, like, he even had, like, that little broken like broken English or something like that. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't make him, like, say a word completely correctly. Yeah, right. And don't get me wrong, no, he, probably he, a little stereotypical, too, at first. I mean, maybe first. if you looked at it like that, but he spoke in slang. And that's probably why I liked him more. Throw a manchette in there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. Absolutely. But, like, he spoke with that slang. And he, and he had that swagger. He had that long dust coat and... Uh, he was gangster, man. Like he really was. Like agree, he was I'll playing agree. cards, you know. Like he was gambling. Yeah, he yeah. had rogue. Always smoking a cigarette. You yeah. Know? Think it, about it. it. He his his girl, right? His um his love interest 
was the one he could never have. Was the one woman that you can't even touch physically. It's that, it's that player really trying to get up in there. Yeah, like literally. I could have anybody, but I want the one that I physically can't have. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's pretty sick. At the same time, let's get real. They got to come out with some super condoms for her at this point. You know what I'm saying? They have to have something. I mean, but also, let's get serious. He was wearing a pink motherfucking vest and a, and a, and a tan dust coat. <laughs> you know? You like, know, I mean. It shouldn't have worked. What, it, it should not it, have worked. But it fucking works, though. And it still works. I'm I'm staring across um across from our table where we're sitting. I have Maddie Biz bought me a uh, Uncart uh, X-Men action figure of Gambit. And I'm looking. I'm staring at him right now. He's across the studio. He's hung on the wall. And, yo, his outfit is out there, dude. It is. Pink, <laughs> it's, pink, it's blue, black with, with a with yeah. a with a with a, with a, a long coat. Oh, sorry brown coat a long like, ass uh, tan dust coat like a cowboy man. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, I, I never even realized it till right now. But if you haven't noticed on this card, the headband too, the headband too. But at the same time, notice all his cards: heart, diamond. You don't yeah, really. Yeah. And, and now that I think about it, even in animated, it's always one of those: the hearts. The diamonds, mm-hmm. they don't usually go with the spades or the clubs, you know? No. So it, it, it's an out there design, but it worked. It yeah. worked for them pretty well. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> we got off on an X-Men tangent for, for once. I was like... Oh, you know I could always do that. I can do yeah. that all day. Hope you guys liked it. <laughs> <laughs> do you have an asshole for me, or you want to keep this going I, with I, the I X-Men do, talk? I do, and... Uh, this asshole actually comes from a, our boy, part of, one of the biggest fans of the murder, Jason. All right, hold on a second. Hold on. Let me drop the bomb here. Asshole of the week. And also, let me just uh, let us give a shout out for Jay. Uh, last last week for the Super Bowl, we actually went into Lockyard and participated in uh, the chili cook-off. Yes. And Jason actually helped us out and provided, a, he's provided our, us with the chili. He's, he's our resident uh, chef here. The guy's phenomenal. And Jay, it was really good. It was really good. But yes. the guys at home, we didn't we didn't win. We didnn't win. Yes. So we, we, didn't win. we also went up against twenty other chilies. There was know? there was twenty some odd chilies. I think it was the most that they've had in the in the in the five years. Um but I thought our chili was the best. And I I remember sitting with Biz and being like Maddie was like, yo, did you sample all these chilies? And I was like, I just keep going back and eating ours, man. Like, and Matt's like, dude, the whole point of it is to sample all the chilies. And I was like, I don't want all the chilies. This one's really fucking good. And, and it was, honestly, no, no lie. I mean, they had two different tables. And um, like I said, there was 20 different chilies. Ours was 24, the best. I think, exactly. Oh, okay. Um, ours was the best on the table that it was on. For sure. And don't get me wrong, I didn't go through all 20-something 20, 20 you chilies. You went through a bunch, though, dude. I, yeah, I went through half of them. But, you know, how much can you really eat? You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Either I'm going to be farting or shitting my brains out tomorrow. So, you know, you, you got to, like, you know, bring it down a little bit. But from what there was only one that might have beat it, as far as I'm concerned. But Busy, Busy also redid the one-chip challenge, the Pocky one-chip challenge. Before we get on to this asshole, Busy also... Uh, did redid the Pocky One Chip Challenge. Now, we did one for 2020 when we first started the podcast. It was actually the first episode of our podcast. That's true. Maddie Biz did the Pocky One Chip Challenge, and I gave him comic book trivia as he was burning up. And um, 
So he redid it again. But his thing was like this. Matty always said that he would do it again if yeah. someone did it with him. Yeah, like I wasn't doing this by myself again. I did it once. No, it's not It's not a comfortable situation. <laughs> like, you know so, I mean? <laughs> shout out to our friend and member of the murder, John. I do what I want, NYC. Follow them on the gram. I do what I want, NYC. He comes into the fucking party last weekend, and he comes over to me with a giant plastic bag. And I'm like, what are you giving out? Because usually he gives me something. Usually he comes bearing gifts and whether All different types stick, of presents, stickers, stickers up, patches, know. necklaces, whatever, right? He's always got something. So I'm like, what are you going to give me now, John? And he pulls out, a, he shows me, it's a bunch of Pocky One Chips, man. And these things are individually wrapped. Uh, yeah. You guys can go Google it if you want to look at the one that we did for this year. It's the most current one. So I run over to Biz and I'm like, yo, we got a chip, Bizzy, we got a chip. And he's like, motherfucker. I told you, <laughs> I told you I'm not doing it unless I can get someone to do it with me. So to make a long story and I'm short, thinking, yeah, ain't nobody else here going to do now it. Now we got like six or seven people line up and everybody did it with biz. And I'm like, fuck, our, I don't really want to do this right now. The <laughs> video of that is on our social media. Of course, get us on Instagram at cask and crow or on our Facebook at cask and crow C A S K A N D C R O W. And you can see the whole video of biz and a bunch of other people doing the one chip challenge. And Everybody except one guy. At least, yeah, one guy got up right away. And, and our walked, friend Jamie, man, our friend Jamie got up, and he was like, "I'm done." He, you know, he uh, gracefully bowed out like a gentleman. Whatever. Quickly too. Quickly. Yeah. So it was like 20 he took seconds. he took one bite of the chip and was like, "Nah, I'm out." <laughs> and you know what? I can't even sit here and talk shit because. I'm not doing this. No, 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 I don't participate in this listen, fucking behavior. Listen, I'm behind the camera, man. I ain't even going to talk shit, man, because at the, at the, the end of the day, this is not a comfortable situation. It's <laughs> not. It really isn't. You, you, it's, it's not your mouth is on fire like you just had some buffalo chicken or like, you know, some hot sauce or something like that. This, this goes to another level. I got to say, though, when you guys all did this, um, some people had a drink pretty quickly. I know our friend John who brought it um, and you and the guy you were sitting next to didn't really have a drink for a while. There was one there, but I tried I tried to go as long as I could, you know? It's seen in the video. You don't see yourself taking a sip until like a solid minute after the... Uh, you know, just, just trying try, try to move, go through it. You know, we do our there. own spin on the Pocky One Chip Challenge. I think the whole idea behind it is you're supposed to see how long you can go without drinking. But our thing is, listen, you just got to do it, right? Like You just got to do it, man. And see how, you know, give yourself a minute, let it burn, and then you can take whatever sips that you need. So our friend Mikey took a sip right away. He took a shot of Jameson. Like he basically washed down the pocky chip with a shot of Jameson. Honestly, he, he might've had a good idea because he looked pretty good. He did. He did. He John did looked better. pretty good too. He John did. said it should have been hotter. You, you know, I, Mikey said the same thing, but he washed it down with Jameson. John didn't drink anything. See, me, I gotta say this one was hotter than the first. I don't know if it was a difference between the years um, or just a difference of I wasn't mentally prepared. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought it was cool the fact that we had all those people do it. Now, the way my brain works and the way my mind works, Biz, and how I am, 
the next time we do it for 2022, like for 2022. Uh, next, next time you're doing it. I'm, I'm not. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't do this type of shit, man. Like I just don't partake in this. Well, I'll tell you right now. I'm retiring the the. Party. Oh really? Maybe I'll do it again, but right now. Well, I, I was gonna I say see, I don't see a reason. It would have to be next time. It would, again. It would have the stakes would have to be higher. I, I that's where I was going. Like I kind of want to be like we had six or seven guys do it this time. I want to have at least double that, and I want there to be something at stake this time, the next time. Whoever can go the longest without having a drink gets some type of prize, man. And it's got to be a good prize. Something. It's got to be a good prize. All right. All right. You know, maybe maybe I'd consider that depending on what's going on. All right. So you're saying, so now let's get back to the asshole. You said that this (laughs) week's asshole came... From our friend Jason. Yes, yes. He actually messaged us with a possible asshole. And uh, you know what? I figured I'd go with this one this week. So you are going to use Jason's asshole, asshole this week. week. Um, well, I wouldn't put it in those words, <laughs> but you know. Jay, Biz is using your asshole. Get ready. His wife might get a little jealous. Go. All right. So this actually comes from a New York woman, but she was in Florida. She was actually in a Florida airport. And for whatever reason, she wasn't allowed to get on her flight. So, you know, of course... Her, she got drunk and I guess started some shit, right? <laughs> yeah. And so the police, you know, have to get involved. And apparently it got into a very low speed chase. Um, <laughs> the, the, the cop can be overheard here uh, saying on, on the, in the video and, you know, through the, through the police system, we're going to have a bike pursuing a suitcase. <laughs> So we're th- going to have a bike chasing a suitcase. So th- this, this woman started whatever shit she started, you know what I mean? And she decided to, to get a getaway. And apparently she had a motorized suitcase. Motherfucker. Something I didn't even know existed. But sure they okay. do. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I just never thought about it, you know? Sure they do. So she decided to, to try and get away on this, this motorized suitcase. And the cops went in pursuit on a bicycle. Yeah. It just so happened to be that the cop was there was a bike cop. Well, I mean... It, and she sprung into action. Yeah, you're, 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 you're in, those, in an airport, and yes, they're big, but, you know, you can't have, like, one of those golf carts going around These or people, something man, like that. It's a but, fucking shit show out there in Florida. I love all you guys who listen to me out in Florida, <laughs> listen to Cass and Crow out in Florida. I love you guys. But what goes on out there, man? I mean, maybe it's the gators and the lizards. I don't know. There's but, some wild shit going on in Florida, man. I need to get down there. And the funny thing is, I mean, uh, this is the first time I heard about a suitcase, but like I, I've seen. A You've never seen the motorized suitcases. Never. I had, think I, I spoke about it on Cast and Crow, being like, "These motherfuckers have evolved, man. It's not the, it's you know, it's not the e-scooters anymore. There's suitcases now." I mean, is there a seat on the suitcase? I like, think there is. I think you pull like the suit, like 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 the front of the suitcase that comes up with like you would normally drag it. Like the suitcase on wheels, you pull that way, handle up. I hate those people in the city. What do you mean? I hate them. All people who drag the suitcases? Listen, I understand. In the airport, I feel like it's acceptable. In the airport, it is acceptable. If you're in Penn Station, it's acceptable. Not um, the motorized. I'm talking about the, the fucking same. handles that shoot up, and you can dip it and kind of wheel yourself. Same, but I get stuck. I own one. Listen, everybody that's traveling. It's travel, acceptable listen, if you in travel, an airport. If you travel, you have one. That's the easiest way to travel. Facts. You know what I'm saying? But you're talking about the people who just commute listen, from... I, I see it. I don't know. Maybe they're... Maybe train they're actually, to office? Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe they... I don't know what they got with them. Maybe they just got off the, the plane and why they're do going you, somewhere. Why do you hate it so much? Because I always get stuck walking behind them. 
And these people are just oblivious, absolutely oblivious that there's other people around. And that I don't think it's the suitcase people, bro. I think it's just people in general. Well, 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 yes, people are oblivious, whether it's they're on their phone or, or whatever the case. Yeah. But like, I feel like if I have a backpack on and I'm like anywhere in public, I mentally realize that I have extra space behind me that I'm taking up. Well, you're aware so, of your surroundings. So when I'm trying to like move through a crowd or something like that, I realize, okay, I can't fit through there. I'm not going to bump a bunch of people yeah. with my bag. Or let me take my bag off my back and hold it. That That, that is another thing. But like yeah. the people with the suitcases, <laughs> they're literally just right in front of you have absolutely no concept that even though they know they're in a crowded train or in a crowded street or trying to go up some stairs or something like that, they have absolutely no concept that someone is right behind them. You know how many they'll times stop, they'll stop short. Oh yeah. They, they, they'll, they'll like just whip it around like to the oh, side. Hey, like it's, yo, I don't know. You know how many times a day where I'm walking around and the people, the zombies, I, I like to call them, fucking face down in their uh in their phones walking oh. the street you know how many times a day where i purposely don't move and i wait for them to basically almost run into me and sometimes i'll give them a shoulder like yo you know what i'm saying or sometimes i tap them on the chest and i go yoohoo like that and i and they get startled and they go oh sorry i'm like pay attention pay attention in the street dude, dude, you know because it's like if we're in new york city man Listen, every day, talking about the cell phones, man, every day on the train, every day on the train, not this even, why no, you get not, robbed. not even on the train. This is why you get vicked. No, but not even on the train. You don't understand how many people will be going down, downstairs to the train and just stop. Yeah. As if there's nobody behind them because they're texting. Yeah. yeah you yeah. can finish going down the stairs and then answer your text. Yeah. You can. Yes. It's not that serious. So the why 10 <laughs> seconds, the extra 10 seconds is not going to affect whoever you're talking to. So why is this person and an fucking asshole? Let's get back to that. So they, so instead of while they were arguing with the cops, they tried to run, but didn't run. They got on their motorized suitcase and decided to peel out. First of all, the fact that you're trying to get away. She with got arrested life. anyway. I mean, like that. Oh, yeah, no, she, she, got, she got caught. Got, she got caught. How, how, how fast can these things go? She was Literally. from New York City, by the way, guys. She was a New York City native who was visiting someone in Orlando. And this is where this whole shit went down. Listen, there's no doubt in my mind that the cop probably could have caught her without the bike. You know what I'm saying? But he had it with him. What is he going to do? Drop his bike? He's not going to be there when he comes back. Yeah, you know? it's, shit's gone. But, but literally, at this point, you're better off running... Maybe dropping your suitcase on that little friggin, I don't even know what they call it. Like, you know, where you go pick up your bags after oh, you yeah, walk yeah, or something yeah, man, like that. Oh, yeah, 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 man, the round the bend. Yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck Drop it's called. Drop it over there and run away. Maybe come back later to try and get your shit. But you're not getting away. You're very visible on this motorized scooter. You are. If you had to run away from the cops, are you choosing an e-scooter or a suitcase, biz? Neither. <laughs> I will find some fucking other way. I will. <laughs> Until next week, I'm your host, Lord Drew. We love you guys. Thank you. Be safe. I'm a not baby. Hey, you ain't never going to bring me.